Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to another uh, episode of Film Trooper Presents uh, Film Marketing Fridays here on a live Google Hangout session. I'm not too sure if you're able to hear me when I was yapping over the music. Um, but yeah, again, uh, welcome. Let me see here. I'm back to my fat face. <laughs> hey, where's my toolbar? So happy Friday. And uh, yeah, where is this thing? I want that. Sorry, guys. Here we go. Um, there we go. My name is Scott McMahon. I'm a fellow film trooper. And um, yeah, I like to put on these uh, live hangouts like pretty much every other Friday. Sorry, my uh, headphones uh, came out. And just try to come up with some uh, real practical tips on for film marketing for the uber independent filmmaker. And today we're going to talk about list building uh, because one of the main things that Pretty much all the expert marketers tell us to do and all the um, experts out there in the indie film blogs and so on uh the new catchphrase is like build your audience you know you got to build your audience you know but what does that mean and how does <laughs> how does even like list building apply to building your audience um i do have um the q a um app up and running on the um you know google hangout if you want to just throw me any questions while i'm going through this well, we'll get right into it. Let's get onto the slideshow um, as I click on this thing and I click on this thing and then I got to present this to everybody. Okay, so let's get right into it. So the first thing is we're building an, our, our audience and we're building our, our audience for our film, our uber independent film. You know, when I say uber independent, this means like we don't have any connections to anybody like in Hollywood no connections with a sales agent, no connections with a distributor, nothing. It's just like you and your buddies or, you know, some uh, talent professionals in your um, area, in your city that you're, you know, if you live outside of uh, Hollywood, I live up here in Portland, Oregon. Uh, we moved from uh, away from Southern California a couple of years ago. Uh, so that sort of gave me the, the courage and confidence that you could make a film and put it online and sell it to an audience worldwide. And one of the first things you do um, is, you know, try to build your audience. So, but why do you do this? Why did it, why are, are all the experts telling us to do this? Um, one, if you have direct access to your audience, you have direct access to selling to them. And that's pretty much as basic as it gets, you know, cause there's no middlemen required when you're dealing directly with your audience. Um, so that means no distributors, no sales agents, et cetera. And uh, Jason Brubaker over at filmmakingstuff.com says, he always has this motto. He always says that, you know, filmmaking is not your business. Your business is your audience. So your audience is your business. So continuing with uh, what he's saying, 
let's take a look at this graphic. It's pretty simple. You have you, <laughs> you've got a ponytail and a awesome mustache and beard. Um, and you're trying to get to your audience, but there's, you know, inherently, uh, throughout, you know, the history of film, as much as we know it, majority of it, we've had to deal with the middlemen. Like they had access to dispersing our film on a wide scale to an audience. But when you remove the middlemen and you're just trying to get to the audience directly, but how do you do this? You know, when they say build your audience, well, how do you do this, you know, in today's, um, digital world? And the thing about what we're talking about is list building and list building and, and, and specifically to email. So using email marketing. Um, so let's go on to list building. Building an email list is the single best way to communicate with your audience, period. Better than Facebook, better than Twitter, better than ads because you own it. Because it is a relationship of mutual trust and opt-ins. That is why you need to build one. And this comes from Ryan Holiday. He's an author of Growth Hacker Marketing and several other books. And, um, and I'll talk a little bit more about Ryan later on in this presentation. Um, also, there's a link when you download this PDF. Um, when I provide the link to you, um, you can get this whole presentation and, and grab all the links I'm talking to you about. So continue with list building. Um, I use MailChimp. And so what you need to do if you're trying to build an email list or an email list uh, platform, um, you need a, an email provider that, um, that allows you to put out scheduled emails, uh, put out, you know, um, you know, email lists, uh, I mean, email blast out to like several thousands of people at once, or it, what it does is sort of staggers it if you need to. Um, because if you're just trying to use sort of your general Gmail account, um, you'll be coming up against like spamming laws, you know, anti-spam laws. And you can only really, I think, realistically send out like 250 emails at a time anyway, if you're just using a general email account. So that's why you want to use uh, sort of a, an approved uh, service like MailChimp or AWeber. But I like MailChimp just because I like monkeys or something or chimps. Um, so this, so when you do is when you go to uh, MailChimp, they're going to ask you to, you know, create a list and we can, I can kind of show you a little bit about MailChimp here real quick. So if I go bum, 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 over to here and we share a little bit, show, share my other part of my screen. First, you got to see my head. It's one thing about Google Hangouts. It's got to go back to my head uh, and go back to there. Okay, here we go. Let's share this. Okay, so now you can see this is like the MailChimp landing page. So all you do, the cool thing is that you can sign up for a free account, um, but if you want to get sort of the advanced features of MailChimp or an AWeber, you've got to pay. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's relatively inexpensive, about 10 bucks a month as you're building your email list. And I'll explain a little bit more about what the other features, uh, that you would want, but, you know, signing up for a service like this, um, they have all the great tutorials. It's real simple. They have all these video series to, to help get you started. Um, so I recommend at least jumping on to MailChimp to at least start your email list. You have to have some sort of system in place to start collecting your emails um for your film project or your your artistic career so um let's see here go back to my big head again um and then we go back to the presentation look at this one of these days this will be a little bit more seamless <laughs> all right so we have the list building like i said we use i use mailchimp 
and then you want to create a list and then this link within this presentation um, when you download it later will allow you to see the video that MailChimp put together how to create your list then you want to create a campaign and a campaign is essentially you know um, what you're calling it calling sort of the opt-in um, offer to entice people to you know add their email list to either your newsletter or some sort of gift or something that you're handing off and that's what we call the opt-in and um, i'll show you a few examples here but in order to get an opt-in what the uh, experts are always telling us to do is you got to give over a gift something that's free you have to offer something that's valuable that's in alignment to why they're at their site to begin with and you know they kind of you know in quotations they kind of call it the bribe so you have to offer something up in order for somebody to give you uh their email address and so that that is your first you know four-way into a transaction online so by offering up some sort of bribe um like a free resource guide or something like that i'll, I'll go into here yeah so most people you see on websites the ones that do it well they're either giving away like a free ebook or they're giving away a free resource guide, or some do a free video series. Um, something a lot of times is like how-to guides. But if you're in the world of creative filmmaking, or you know, trying to do a narrative filmmaking, you know, perhaps it's like you know, I'm working on a, a, a you know standard sort of paranormal um, you know thriller horror film. So what kind of ebook would I be able to give? Maybe I create like an ebook that's like a, a ten most haunted you know places in America. You know you get that free or something like that like if i was building that list for like a horror film if you're building a film like a, a list for like an action film or you know a drama that had a very specific cause in it um you know you can align these you know re relatively inexpensive uh, or easily put together ebooks or resources guide resources or resource guide and then offer that up on your site in exchange for an email address so at least somebody's coming in they get something free and if they don't enjoy your email um, emails that are sent to them, they can opt out. And that's okay, because you're trying to weed it down to just the true passionate fans, you know, and the true passionate audience that are gonna be evangelists for what you're doing and spread the word and be supportive of, of your, you know, the work that you're doing. So let's see here. So let's say you get it started. You, you set up your email list, and now you need to figure out like, okay, so now what? Like I've got, you know, I've got one or two people coming in, but what, what kind of emails am I supposed to give them? You know, what do I do at this point? Um, duh, like I just said that you have a list now what? Uh, <laughs> so you need to constantly provide, provide value to them. And you do this through the vehicle of an email. And, um, and here's a really quick tip. So in order to understand what kind of value you can offer your targeted audience is go to other blogs that maybe you follow or other blogs that are already ahead of the game in terms of talking about a particular subject like i said if it's a horror film you know there's a lot of horror sites or you know fan sites about certain horror films or it's a fan sites about science fiction films or whatever it might be and then read the comment sections of the blogs because in that in those comment sections, even uh, either it's on their blogs or it's on uh, Facebook or Twitter, like the, the conversation that's happening amongst uh, the audience and somebody bring up a, a topic, you know, or pe people just bantering about, you know, the, the validity of a film or not like that or whatnot helps you kind of gauge 
kind of what their the subconscious need is that maybe you can fill or provide a value to, uh, to them to maybe answer some of the questions and that they're not getting in the blog or you know follow up on on certain um, uh, discussions in these platforms. So that's a really quick tip. Take time reading the comment sections. You'll see a lot of trolls, you know, comments, but that's fine. You can weed it out. Maybe you can learn a lot from from the troll comments. But at the same time, there's probably a lot of validity to just comments, even in the YouTube sections of, you know, things you follow, uh, just to get an idea of what people are saying, what's on their on their mind, and perhaps something that you can offer a value and do it on a continuous basis through your email campaign. Um, and here's a cool thing about the email world, email marketing world is how do you be more efficient? How can you be more efficient? Well, they come up with these things called the auto response emails. So the cool thing about like MailChimp or Aweber is this is where you pay money in order to get access to this wonderfully efficient, um, uh, programming of their email, um, uh, platform is that is that you can imagine what happens when somebody comes on to your email list. So let's take a look at that. So what is the, what is your subscriber's journey? So let's follow that. So you have somebody who comes to your site and they're attracted to your offer or they might be attracted to you. I don't know. <laughs> so the whole point is like they're attracted to your offer. And so they're going to be willing to hand over their email address for the free gift you're offering them an ebook, a resource guide, a video series, or whatever it might be that's in alignment to why they're there in the first place. Um, now, the experience in getting emails from you should be pleasant. You imagine if I, you know, I'm a subscriber to your email list and you know, I enjoy the free gift I got, and then the, uh, automatically I get like these automatic emails sent to me. Maybe it's just one to start off with, but they're well-written, they're well-crafted, and they're in alignment with why I decided to sign up for email, uh, you know, newsletter or email um, updates and th those types of things. So the experience, overall experience is pleasant. So you can imagine that's what you need to provide to your uh, email list. And then they look forward to your email, your valuable emails, as long as they're really valuable. You know, they're, if they're really looking forward to them, then they're going to be more compelled to share it with other people. You know, as long as you're kind of giving them a call to action in your email, the, the emails that you send to them by like the end of the emails, like, Hey, if you really enjoy whatever I told you or whatever value I gave you, or if you like this video update of what we're working on in our film, you know, please, you know, use these quick share buttons to share it with your friends and others, you know, cause you're looking for evangelists. You're looking for people to support you in the most, um, basic way. And, um, so you know what? The cool thing about this, in the process of them being part of your email list, they get to know you. They know who you are. They get to like you, you know, over time. Hopefully, they like you, you know, fairly quickly. But over time, they might really, really like you. And the best part is they really trust you. If they're with you for a long time, if you have built this email list and you have this communication process with them through your emails, um, the cool thing about all this. Uh, when they know you and they like you and they trust you is they're probably going to buy from you, you know? So that's important to know because here's a deal. It takes the same effort. If one person's experience is good through the experience of dealing with your email as are on your email list, um, you have to think to yourself, what happens when you have 10,000 people having a good experience? Well, 
if it take, you know, the funny thing is it takes the same amount of effort to serve just one person on your email list as it is to serve 10,000 people on your email list. And if you sell your film for $10 and that one person buys it, you make 10 bucks. But imagine if you sold it to 10,000 people, obviously it's $100,000. So you can kind of see how if you can control the scale of your list, you have a lot of power. So um, that is why they say build your audience. That's why they say like the email list is very value, you know, valuable because you have direct contact and control with your audience. And, um, you know, in some companies actually try to buy people's lists, which is, you know, it's against the law because like, you know, when somebody's signing up on your list, they are just trusting you and you alone not to, you know, sell your information to a third party company. But, you know, uh, some people have tried to, to do that. So you can see how valuable the list is. Um, now, here's another question. Now, how do you do, how do you deal with like growing your list? Okay. Well, one thing you do is just launch products. You know, anything you're creating, maybe it's like, you know, um, as you're making your film, like you're going to um, the first stage of it, like you're writing your script, right? So maybe you can do like, let's, we're going to launch a product or do like an event. You know, we make an event. Maybe we can launch just the um, tape, a recorded table read of the, of the movie, you know? So that way people get a, an early taste of what the whole story is going to be like, or maybe they only get like a snippet of like the first act or something like that. Just something where there's an audience, the, you know, partaking in the, um, the actors, you know, reading your script out loud, you know, something as small as that that you can give to your email list. But if you make it an event, then you can advertise that event or advertise like these um, promote them on social media in terms of like, hey, we've got the first act of our, our film. Um, you know, it deals with this genre, sci-fi, horror, drama, comedy, whatever it might be. And by launching that product, you can try to get people to come onto your list and grow your list that way. Not only, ser not only serving the people that are already on your list, but use it to, again, entice other people to come onto your list. Um, you'll see probably online people advertising webinars. Mostly it's for like business related things uh, like marketing or online marketing webinars. Um, and what they, why they do this is by putting together a webinar, you're making an event and you're bringing people together to, so that you can take them down like a, um, I almost call it like a sales funnel, but it's like a sales pitch to per se, which is you're talking about uh, a very specific uh, topic. If you had listened, you know, if you've done your job and listened to what's going on in the comment sections of like Facebook and Twitter and blogs and YouTube, you can maybe develop a webinar that answers very specifically sort of these same questions that people are asking in those comment sections. So when you hold a webinar together and you advertise it on social media, then, you know, the idea is people come in, but in order to join up with the webinar, people, you know, hand over their email address. So um, a lot of the top marketers, what they'll do is they'll have a webinar and at the end they'll do a sales pitch, you know, knowing that they're only going to get maybe they're trying to get like, you know, anywhere from 10 to 20% uh, conversion rate at the end, our sales rate. So anyhow, this is something you could do because what kind, of, what kind of webinar can you put together for a film project? Um, again, if it's, just, if it's a very strong genre like horror, horror comedy, you know, a sci-fi type thing, you know, maybe put like a webinar in together about just celebrating that genre. 
you know, and then at the end say, hey, now that you've gotten to know me, maybe like me, hopefully trust me, I'm also making a film product that is in the same vein. And you can sign up for my newsletter to learn more about it. So you can use webinars like that to grow your list. Um, you can offer a free, free video series. Maybe it's like a film about fly fishing. You know, it's like the next sequel to River Runs Through It. And you have a whole series about like how to, pro you know, properly, you know, fly fish in, in the river or something like that. You know, th these are types of things you just want to throw out there to gain interest. The other thing you do to grow your list is joint ventures. And this is what's done in business all the time um, because there's an old saying like, if you want to be, if you want to lead a parade, then you just have to step in front of a parade. Meaning instead of working away from the back part of the, the line of the parade and, you know, work your way up, just jump in front. And the only way you can jump in front is by you know working together and doing a joint venture with somebody who's an influencer meaning that somebody who already has a blog or has a web presence or already has a lot of influence in the space that you want to be in so if it's somebody who's already doing a blog on uh, horror films um, and they have a very good audience how can you work with them in a joint venture um, capacity so that you can just get to the front of the parade faster um to grow your list faster um the way you do this you offer value to that particular person you know that particular influencer and you have to kind of figure out like what value do you that you can offer these are the type of questions that you have to ask yourself and you have to work you know to build up a relationship with that influencer so that the timing is right that whatever you're bringing to them makes sense like oh you know, oh, you, you know, cool. You, you developed a book about the 10 most haunted places in America. And I ha I have a site about, you know, ghost hunting or whatever like that. Sure. Let's bring your, your resource guide. And, uh, and if you can add maybe 10 more, then I can, you know, you know, share that with my, my audience or something like that. As long as, you know, you're working in where it's a win-win situation for everybody. But that's one way to jump to the front of the, you know, the line or how to get more um, increases into your list is by essentially doing joint ventures. And other ways to do it is guest blogging on those influencer spots uh, or their, their platforms. Um, yes, so basically provide value to a community that already exists. Again, that provide value to a community that already exists. And that's, you know, these are just tactics and nothing's easy, man. It takes forever. And, you know, just, you know, if you're by yourself, you're a team of one, if you're a team of like three people, you got to just figure out what you can realistically do with your, um, you know, your time. And, but at least, you know, there are strategies in place so that you're aware of like, okay, this is how we can increase our, our impact or increase our email list or grow our email list. So these are the types of things that you would do. Um, I offer some, uh, consulting, um, on my site over at filmtrooper.com forward slash consulting. And one of the, uh, filmmakers that I had worked with, um, here's one of the tips that I gave her in terms of, as she's taking the next steps with her film project to deal with the marketing part of it. So I said that to her, I said, if you need to build some sort of curation on your website and actually, you know, Ted Hope, I remember, um, said this in one of his blogs, he just was recommending that every person that has a film related blog should have some sort of area in their blog that um, highlights or celebrates other independent film. And th this is his like, you know, soapbox of 
declaring to other independent filmmakers to support each other in some capacity. And so one way to do that is to become a curator. And I believe that you know, moving forward, those who can curate well are going to be much more powerful than distribution companies right now. Because let's think about this. So audiences are going to pay for someone to organize a clutter for them. You know, let's think about Google. Remember, there's like all this stuff going on and on the online and the internet until Google came around and created like a, a, a search engine to help organize our thoughts, you know, our searches, you know, look how powerful that is. Imagine if, you know, because, you know, there's so much media, so much independent film, so much, you know, stuff to think about. And you don't even know what, you know, almost like too many options is a bad thing because you don't even know what to decide to watch on a Friday, Saturday night when it comes down to like, you know, with your spouse to figure out like, hey, what do you want to watch? But if you follow somebody who does a really good job of curating this information for you, you're just like, you know what, everything that this person talks about on their blog resource, I just love. I love all the recommendations they give. And, you know, I'm going to watch this one because they're in a, I'm in alignment with their interests, their same taste. So, um, yes, you want to curate and you want to celebrate the films that you want to make. So that's the key thing. So, for instance, you know, I haven't done this yet because I am still building my uh all the preliminary stuff for my next film. But I realized that, you know, I've got to either gen joint venture with those um, people that are make are already in the space of talking about ghosts and paranormal um, and then talk and find, you know, sites and, and bloggers that are already talking about like the, like the best paranormal ghost films or something like that. And, or I had to start my own, which is like, I have to celebrate films that I loved which are leading me down this path of making my own version of the film. As you can imagine, if I had built a blog that talks about, you know, paranormal uh, ghost films or something like that, and I get a good traction, if I build a good email list, then you can see like, okay, somebody's curating this information. There's, di there's dialogue and there's discussion and there's debate. So, you know, I build this email list and the day comes when I say, hey, I'm also making my own version of this film or my own version of this genre. Um, if you know me and you like me and trust me, hopefully you'll buy my film when it's out or, you know, help, you know, be an evangelist for it. So, yes. So by celebrating other films in your specific niche, your audience will be ready to buy your film when you release it to them. So going back to that quote from uh, Ryan Holiday, he wrote a book called Growth Hacker Marketing. And Mr. Holiday is a, you know, a media strategist and an author. Um, and he wrote this blog um, post called From Zero to 35,000, How I Built a Big Email List Exclusively About Books I Liked. And so in this blog, he talks about essentially curating books. All he did was like wrote, you know, blogs and put an email list together where he shared with his email list, like books that he liked, you know, and people resonated with it. And not only that, he was making money off it because he provided affiliate sales through Amazon. So you can, anybody can join up with Amazon and get like, become an affiliate uh, partner where you get these very specific links to the items that they sell on Amazon. That then when you talk about it in your blog posts or whatever it might be, you provide your link to the item that you're selling. And then you, you know, Amazon will give you, you know, whatever small percentage of every sale that you make. So Ryan did this. So he was just talking about books he liked. He created an email list uh, and, and 
was emailing people on the list of books he liked. And in at the end of like all his posts, he would leave like an affiliate link, you know, so if people liked what he talked about the book or his book review, people would buy it. And not only that, but he, he basically was being a salesperson. He was being an affiliate salesperson for Amazon and those authors. Now he built an audience doing this. Again, he went from zero to 35,000 people on this, you know, concept alone. You know, and the best thing is he proved his worth to a publisher because he always knew not, not that he wanted to write his own book. So he knew that if he at least started an audience building program and talked about the books that he liked, he would at least be able to curate other people that had the same interests that he did. So then when it came time, he had already built people. Uh, the, tr the trust factor with them on his email list when it came time to make his own book um, he, he had a good shot of you know selling a uh, you know a large number of them and he was able to prove that to a publisher he says look I have 35,000 people or whatever on my email list and I'm ready to write a book and I can have direct access to them so a publisher a publisher sees this as value you have to make that determination for yourself as a filmmaker whether or not you're going to go down the line of working with a distribution company, um, if they offer any additional value to you to get to a larger audience, you know, or, you know, you have the power, if you have already established that you have a big audience, whether or not the deal that they're offering is of any value that you can say, you know what, that's not a really good enough value for me to sign over majority of the rights to my film pro property to the distribution company if I've already done all the work to develop the audience. Because, and you realize that you might actually have more power and more influence and more um, leverage to scale if you have more control of your audience than bringing in a third-party publisher or third-party distributor into the mix. But for Ryan, he wanted to go a traditional route and make sure that he had a, uh, a publisher on board. So he has written several books since then. And so these are the books you know, he's written, The Obstacle is the Way, uh, growth hacker marketing, and trust me, I'm lying, you know, confessions of a media manipulator. And again, here's the funny thing for me, taking us, you know, page out of Ryan's, you know, teachings is that these links are affiliate links. So I have to disclose that. So if you use this downloaded PDF and you decide you want to buy one of these books, clicking on any one of these, um, um, items here will send you to my affiliate link. So if you buy it, then, you know, I get whatever, a few pennies or something like that uh, through Amazon. But those are things to think about in terms of an entrepreneurial mindset or how to build your list, grow your list. But the fascinating thing about here is like, you know, Ryan Holiday did it with books. You know, he wrote about books that he liked. He created a whole email list just about talking about books he liked and created like a, an affiliate uh, sales program through it. But then he became an author himself and he was able to sell directly to his list. And you know what? why can't we do the same thing for our film? And so that's the sit. Like, why can't we just be, you know, uh, curators of our film? Sorry, I'm bumping the microphone there. Um, and go back to my fat head here. Yeah. So with all that stuff said, um, as I run up the 30 minute mark, I didn't want to take too much time because it's kind of a big night up here in Oregon. Uh, Portland, Oregon, because the uh, Oregon Ducks are playing the um, uh, Arizona, is Arizona State. I think it's, yeah, I don't know. It's the Wildcats. Anyhow, <laughs> for the big game tonight. So as I wrap this up, um, just think about that stuff. Like we all love films, but are we doing anything to celebrate the films that we like? If you create like a platform, a blogging platform 
to very specifically in the, in the, the sort of films that you like and maybe keep it very specific to whatever genre that might be sci-fi horror comedy you know american comedy or you know foreign comedy or something like that so in part of my consultation session i you know revealed that uh, this filmmaker she loved you know foreign films she just had a love for them so now she's started this blog post about you know celebrating uh, foreign films knowing that she's in the middle of producing and developing her own foreign film, you know, be, um, with, uh, she's coming. Oh, Hey, somebody's coming in. Hey, 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 how are you? What's going on, John? Hi, John. Nice to meet you. Yeah. So you got, um, you got a title. I see big apple film. I can't see the last part of it. Festival. Uh, festival. Well, I've been, we've been following each other back and forth on Twitter for a while. It's nice to meet yeah. you. You too. <laughs> we got somebody in the bed with you? Oh, a little one. Oh, my daughter, yeah. <laughs> well, it's nice to meet you. You too, you too. So, um, yeah, I was just about to wrap it up here, but I was basically just uh, saying to people that um, I just think it would be great to see everybody have their own sort of curation site or just blog platform so that as they you celebrate um, films that they love, always, you know, provide an affiliate link so they can make a little bit of money here and there, build their email list, build the discussion. And as they build that audience that they know when they're making their own film, they're like, oh, guess what? I'm making my own version or my own sci-fi film or whatever it is. And then yeah. you're, you're already in the mindset of the audience that's already built up. Like, oh, cool. Yeah, what are you doing? Oh, that's cool. Like, I would love to join. You'd be surprised because people might actually help you. You might find your crew through your email list, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so... You think you can make money releasing a movie on Vimeo on demand? You know what? I think that you can make uh, money. It's all about like perspective. Like I had this other uh, Film Marketing Friday session that I talked about, which was the reality is for the uber independent filmmaker is that we can't play the game of uh, volume like the way that the traditional studios do or Hollywood studios because you know they're pushing out like a, a five dollar product really you know rental or or purchase or maybe $10 product and but they need to work on volume so they need to sell a lot of units so yeah. how does the how does the uber independent filmmaker compete well we don't we try to get only like a taking Kevin Kelly's famous uh, blog post a thousand true fans um, we're just trying to get to a place where we build a thousand loyal true fans for the work we do but the value of what we provide is a hundred dollar value per year so we can make a hundred thousand dollars a year per, you know th that's the kind of rough estimate Oh, so you're saying a, a membership kind of thing? Yeah, so what 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 happens is that the for an Uber independent filmmaker, your film essentially becomes like an advertisement for something bigger. So if mm -hmm. it's like a bigger discussion. Uh, I kind of brought up the example for the documentary uh, Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead by Joe Cross, where he you know, just documented his journey doing a 65-day juicing diet, uh, fast and showing the results and showing the social um, implications of uh, social change from just a healthy diet and so like that. But what happened was I, he made a lot of money by being, uh, selling uh, affiliate sales to the juicing company that turned around and eventually they saw their sales double because of the success of that film. That he turned Where, around. The juicing company? Uh, the juicing, I'm sorry, a juicing company. The juicing so th company? Yeah, they're, they're a juicer. So it's like, uh, you know, you put your fruit and vegetables into the juicer. It just blends it, okay. it crushes it, and makes the this, you know, fresh juice. Okay, um, so he documented himself doing that? 
Yeah, so his story was he, he was already an Australian entrepreneur, so he was already very well business-minded, but he was really overweight, um, taking way too many medication, and he decided to challenge himself and go on a 65-day green juice juicing uh, fast, you know, diet. And mm -hmm. so he came to America, and he traveled for a month, uh, traveling from the East Coast to the West Coast, you know, driving around his little rental car with this uh, generator and this juicer in the back, and he would just talk to people about, you know, their, you know, the type of diet they eat, the type of foods they eat, and then share them, you know, this juicing, um, uh, what what it tastes like. And in in the process of doing that, he actually ended up helping and saving a life of somebody, a trucker, like a truck driver that was really overweight. And we saw in the film this transformation of Joe and the other trucker losing all this weight. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, so he, this movement. So what happens is like he's smart enough that when you went to his website, you can buy the juicer right there, and it went to an Amazon link. But the link was like an affiliate sales link that he, you know, probably pocket. You know, these juicers were like three hundred bucks a pop. So you know, say he made like a hundred dollars a pop or something off that. But he, you know, because the film did well as an advertisement, um, he sold a lot of juicers. But at the same time, he he literally doubled the juicers, the sales of the juicers for this particular juicing <laughs> juicer company, that um, they turned around and sponsored the sequel to his film that just came out. It's called Fat, D Sick, and Nearly Dead Two. And it talks about and it shows more the social revolution that this film has done in terms of the the juicing boom and that kind of stuff. So that has, that works in documentaries, but I think it yeah. can work too. I think it worked too in the genre films because um, I was thinking like, hey, you could do something like that. Say like for just straight up like a horror film, you know, um, what is it? What kind of hundred dollar value can you offer people? Maybe it's like, um, you know, you. The, the film is an advertisement for like a ghost hunting venture out in like Massachusetts or something. You know, I don't know. You know, so you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's, but it's things like that that begin to help the ind uber independent filmmaker mm. see things differently where they're like, okay, so as long as I keep my, the cost of my film down, you know, very small. Because all they're trying to do is provide value to that that email list or that audience that they built. Because the audience will tell us what they want and what they don't want, you know, and what they're willing to accept. And you kind of just have to scale appropriately. And then at the same time, you know, you're you're just trying to get to, you know, a small group, like a thousand people. If you can just get a thousand loyal people what you're doing, you know, that kind of, that's an easy I'd say should be a fairly easy enough conversation to have to see what their pain points are or what their desires are or what you can offer them. So it's just changing sort of um, – Did he sell his juicers just online? Yeah, so he – yeah, so Joe, like I said, when you went to the film site, when you went to Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead the, for mm. the for, before he released the sequel, mm. it would have like a big picture of the juicer. Mm. And like, you see the trailer – and then you would say, like, there's a big buy now button for the juicer. So you, you click it, and it sends you to Amazon. But oh, I, could, cool. I could see that it was his affiliate link. And so... Um, How did he get people to his website? Oh, you know what? Because the, the film was doing well, um, he, he was able to partner with the aggregator slash distributor uh, Gravitas, I think, and, and through blog, the blog, blogosphere. Because when people started to see the film, you can't help but watch the film and say... Crap, man! I better start drinking some green juice. 
<laughs> or something like that. You know, it's like. Did he use social media and stuff to? Yeah. So you know, social media is always a play. It's always part of the process. But you know, um, like what I was gonna show. Actually, I should probably show you guys right now. Let me show you something like. I'm gonna show you Ryan Holidays. I, I mean, I was just mentioning him as part of this presentation. Um, sorry. Go here. My big fat head. Okay. So I'm gonna show you kind of like how this stuff uh, works here. All right. So cool. Present to everybody. Okay. So so this is Ryan Holidays. This is the guy I was talking about that just wrote the book and wrote the blog post. Um, so on, you'll see on certain people's sites, even like a film site, um, makes a real like a, co a copywriting headliner headline. It's like, can you recommend any books? Of course. And you enter your email address, and this thing is like social proof. Like, hey, join the already thirty-five thousand plus subscribers. Mm -hmm. And in here, you're like, well, who is this guy? You know, so already you're in this mindset. He's like, give me your email address, and you can join this great thing, and it'll probably give some, you know, give you uh, some sort of giveaway. Mm. Then he says, who else has worked with Ryan? If you click this, that sends you to his sort of marketing firm. And those, this is Tim Ferriss of the 4-Hour Workweek and the whole whole series of books. Um, so this gives you, like, influencer, um, you know, um, legitimacy. So things like that, like, say if you're doing, like, a horror film, you'd be like, you know, get the uh, free resource book of, like, the 10 most haunted um, places in the East Coast or whatever it might be. And then he says, and then like maybe influences you worked before. Maybe you you know have worked with uh, the Ghost Hunters on um, Sci-Fi or something like that. Yeah. And then you know what I mean. So then you build these. Um, the blog is just there for people to read and get to know you better. But the way he you know everything here is designed you know to sell the stuff he's written. He's like, hey, I've written these books. So if you want to know more, boom, buy it on Amazon. How how does he get people to the blog? Okay, so. <clears throat> What it is is like he started start small with only like um, you know 50 people, 50 friends, but then he took the time because he wrote a guest blog. So I mentioned here about the joint venture. So he did a guest blog for Timothy Ferris, who was already popular. He had already had a huge list of people, um, and so he did a guest blog for um, Timothy Ferris, Tim Ferris, and it's, and at the end of his guest article at the end was a call to action like if you want to you know join my reading list you know sign up now so that link gave him like you know a couple thousand people right off the bat because he already connected with somebody who was more of an influencer then he said that he really made a big splash when he did the product launch of the his first book the obstacle is the way so by mm. building a product he was able to then um, you know use a basically product launch formula which says hey you know and use social media because you what the, at that point you might see it already on Facebook you might see these sponsored ads that you know are targeted directly to you because if you're a filmmaker or you're you've already shown Facebook that you you particularly like like horror films or comedy films or sci-fi films all of a sudden an ad might pop up that's more, very specifically geared to you that might be interest of you said oh here's a hundred best you know uh, ghost hunting areas in America. So you might click that, you know, and that takes you to like a webinar or a sales pitch or something. And that by by doing that, you're also acquiring email addresses. And so that's how he builds his email address. And so you just it's it's a very slow process. And you know this, he's talked about like it took a couple years, but he also this 
note the point, he was also working for um, as an assistant to someone from other very major influencers, you know, so before he, he, he ventured out on his own. But if you're starting from scratch, you know, every list that you do starts with, like, zero people, you know. Like, your first list has, like, nobody. And I'm doing the same thing for Film Trooper. And I'm going to – so I'll show you what I do. So I do these things for Film Marketing Fridays. And the idea is just to do this, like you just jumping on, like, hey, let's talk. What are you talking about? Let's, let's, let, I got a project. What do you, you know, just yeah. this back and forth banter. But at the yeah. end of it, all my sessions, I tried to end it with a call to action. And the call to action for me is uh, this, as I present this to everyone real quick. Okay. Is this one here. So I try to come up with a copywriting headline which is trying to hit a pain point, which is like, look, are you stuck trying to make your film? And then I say, well, let, you know, get inspired. You know, what equipment did I use to make a feature film for $500 with no crew? If you go to freegearguide.com, you can get a free equipment list of everything that I use to make this micro-budget film. When you get this free gear guide, you'll be signed up for all the Film Trooper newsletters. But essentially, it's like, I made this film for $500, a feature film for $500 with no crew, and... I'm offering just to give away the all the equipment that I used, so it's like a fun little you know equipment list guide. And mm. but I, but I also made sure that I uh, um, bought a URL, a domain that was easy to remember, such as freegearguide.com. So mm. this is a tool that is used to try to get people onto the Film Trooper um, email list, so that I can continue to talk to them and give them other value in the in the in the email. Um, right. So that's sort of, um, and I can close out of this. Hold on for a second. Okay. No, no, no. Here. So there it is. That. But cool. Back to my, my mug. Mm. But it's funny. It takes it takes a long time. There, like say, it takes a long time to kind of find your voice. Oh, somebody else joined in. Cool, Andy. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's it. So there's there's a lot of ways. I just kind of went over real basic. But yeah, I think it's really fun that uh, the filmmakers can look at what the book publishing industry has done. Mm -hmm. Let me unmute. Let's see. Uh, make sure Andy's on. Yeah, uh, I see him coming in, but he's muted right now. Um, yeah, What's, so I, I, I like what the book. Is the Cube your movie? Yes, the Cube is my movie. That was the movie I made for five hundred dollars with no crew. And how'd you how'd you distribute? Um, I decided at the time just to try out Vimeo on Demand because Vimeo on Demand had just started. And here's other things about Vimeo on Demand that I liked at the time. One, it didn't involve dealing with any aggregators. So, like, if I wanted to deal with iTunes or Netflix, I would have to pay an aggregator, you know, maybe a flat fee of like fifteen hundred bucks, twenty five hundred bucks, sure. to get it onto those platforms. Um, and I knew, I'm gonna be honest, like I knew, like my film wasn't like eh, I guess eh, I could go the I wasn't sure if I wanted to do the film festival route because um, I didn't think it was maybe all that worth it. <laughs> like, you know, you got to know if it, your film was, like, shitty enough, you know? <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> I have a daughter out there. Um, they got a film. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how did you do on Vimeo On Demand? They got you know what? I've, I've, made, I've made my money back. They but, again, it's only $500. So the, here's the deal. It, that's when I talked about the last uh, film film uh, marketing Friday was about volume versus value. I was trying to play the volume game. Like I was trying to, I needed I needed X amount of transactions to make it worthwhile. And reality is, reality is it's it's definitely um, correlates to what they call like um, 
like email marketing in terms of they call the conversion rate. So, yeah. so if your so your film like gets maybe you know a thousand views, right? Say you see it on YouTube, like a thousand people have seen my trailer, or in, on Vimeo on demand, you say a thousand people see my trailer. You can do about an average about one to two percent of those people will actually buy your film or rent your film. So then you can do the math, you know, the math there, and you're just like, gosh, I'm only making a few, a handful of transactions. So yeah. what we need to do is like, well, you got to you got to increase the views, right? So you increase the views, hoping that people then, you know, buy it over time. But again, this is, you know, I made a film, nobody knows anything about it. I did it all wrong. I didn't have a, I didn't build an audience. It's not a very specific genre. It's a supernatural suspense film, but it's not like a true horror film. It's not a true like ghost film or anything like that. So. Um, and you know, didn't have any stars, didn't have any like known anybody. It was just like, mm -hmm. hey, some dude made a film and put it mm -hmm. up online. So how do you drive people to that? And so, so Film Trooper was the marketing means just to have a platform to discuss this. And it was Film Trooper was created after the film The Cube was made. In response to you know how it happens. You're at a film festival. And the first thing out of anybody's mouth is like, hey. What'd you shoot it on, and what was your budget? You know, yeah. <laughs> like nobody cares what your film is about. They want to know how you made it and like how mm -hmm. much it cost you, that kind of stuff. So yeah. I just I just jumped the gun, and that's why I created that um uh that guide that says free gear guide. Like, what equipment did I use to make a five hundred dollar feature with no crew? And so mm -hmm. I was basically answering the question that people were already asking. So mm -hmm. and that was my marketing ploy. But here's the thing, I realized. That only appeases to other film, other filmmakers. What I really need to do in this new year is to test out a different marketing platform that focuses on uh, another group of people that are not filmmakers. That maybe the film could be uh, an enticement to. About what? I'm sorry. Uh, be something that entices other people that are not filmmakers, but to be much more specific to this uh, fan base, because you know, like um, filmmakers in general. I mean that's a pretty broad, you know, fan base or or genre, you know, uh, or not genre or an audience to try to capture, yeah. you know, because just because, <laughs> bless you, just that's because fact. they're independent filmmakers, you know, some filmmakers like this these types of directors and other people like this type of directors, so there it's like, you know, it's, yeah. and on top of that, you know, the we know that majority of filmmakers can be very uh, cynical and very trollish in their response, you know. It's not necessarily always the most supportive uh, community. Um, and it's, I think, I believe that's the reason because we've been built to condition to feel that the only way to make a film successful is to work in this very scarcity uh, business model, which is like we only see the very few, very less than one percent get rewarded. You know, uh, the they just uh, Sherry Candler, over um, who's an um, independent film marketing strategist, just released on her uh, community that Sundance announced their lineup. And yeah. About less than three percent actually of of submissions got accepted. So yeah. Again, those that's just sort of the natural law of things. So like. You know how many people view your trailer? How many people are you know or submit to a film festival? You know only about one to three percent will actually get accepted in. You know yeah. so those are the types of things because that still builds sort of the scarcity business model. What happens to all those other films that might be good? That's why the idea is like that's why they're always telling us like oh build your audience, build your audience because if you have control of your audience, you you know you don't need to be like have like have a hundred thousand transactions. Like if you only need if you only have a, a thousand transactions per year, 
but the transactions that you are doing are worth about a hundred bucks, you know, per transaction. You know, that's again, that's a hundred thousand dollars per year. Just, we just got to scale our, you know, our expectations and sort of see the the world a little bit differently and see how the uber independent filmmaker kind of can kind of fit in. And so those yeah. are the th those are the types of things I'm trying to explore here with Film Marketing Fridays and Film right. Trooper, you know, and um, okay. I got to run here. Uh, what's your website? Film Trooper? Yeah, it's just filmtrooper.com. All right. I'll now check out your site. I'll keep yeah. in touch with you. I love it. John, thank you so much for joining in. And so hi, your little one. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. I'll keep in touch, though. Okay. We'll do. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye now. So, uh, hey, Andy, I see somebody. Andy, you're on, but you're muted for some reason. I can't see how to unmute you. But if you you're welcome to chat in or throw in the chat box. But I'm gonna wrap this up since we're almost here at six o'clock, one hour in, and it is a Friday. Um, but you'll be able to get everybody will be able to get this uh, episode later as a podcast and on filmtrooper.com. Oh, here it goes. Hey, no problem. I logged in late, <laughs> so that's no problem. Okay, yeah, yeah. Andy, hit me up next time. Uh, feel free to join in. Um, this is the whole <laughs> nice. This is the whole concept of this film marketing Fridays. It's because it's a live Google Hangout session. I like the idea of just people just popping in and just and having discussions. Uh, and maybe you know if you have a film project yourself you're working on, we can kind of take a look at what you're doing and then and discuss like the marketing uh, realities you know of the world of the Uber independent filmmaker. Um, and that's about it uh, for today. Uh, lot, I'm probably talked a lot. I don't know if you got any value out of it, but if you did, let me know. Again, just go to freegearguide.com and you can get a free gift, which is my little uh, equipment list guide for you. And you can learn more about the. Um... <laughs> oh, cool! I did in short bursts. That's cool. Thank you. Thanks, Andy. Um, yes, you can learn more about Film Trooper. And other than that, I think. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. I'm learning. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. I, I finally see the chat box. I'm a little slow. All right, guys. Enjoy yourselves. I hope you got some good value of this, uh, how to at least start building your email list um, and why to build your email list and other different strategies of how to increase the, um, the validity and value of your film projects as we move forward. And um, without further ado, here is the, uh, the, closing, uh, the closing goodbye of film... Film Trooper or Film Marketing Fridays. Mm -hmm.